this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, we are hanging out at Russell's on Lake Ivanhoe, talking about uh, chicken fire food trucks, getting brick and mortar restaurants, the stalled Henderson Hotel project, and Brendan might get kidnapped. <laughs> I hope not. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Bustek. And I just wish someone would sell me a van so I could paint a Pegasus on it. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. I thought you would have some sort of Thanksgiving or or Black Friday type quip. I won't be thankful until I find a van, John. You want a van? I want a van. I'm sure there's somebody out there that would donate a van to you. Well, I am an influencer. Uh-huh. Here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. Such as Ivanhoe Village, where we are tonight. Yeah, and I have to apologize before we start. I am full of pineapple old-fashioned. Why would you apologize about that? Because <laughs> I'm going to be saying some things. I have no control over you my body right now. two sips of that drink. It is so good and potent. Yeah. I can feel it. Like, I got rosy cheeks. My hair is curling. You, you sound like Santa Claus. I sound like Santa Claus. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Maybe you should tell people where they can get this uh, awesome drink. Yeah, we're hanging out at Russell's on Lake Ivanhoe. Yes. Which is in the former home of Mesa 21. And before that, it was an Italian restaurant that I can't remember the name. Gargi's. Yeah, that's it. And it's actually property that's owned by the city. Yeah, it's on the lake. It's in, by the park over here. A beautiful restaurant. We had. They did a wonderful job with the renovation, John. They did. I don't even remember what it looked like before. Not this. That's fine. I'll tell you what. This looks a little maritime with the colors. You know, it's like this nice deep blue and some whites. And then they have these gorgeous. Ooh, just burp. You're burping. Burping. That means it was good. (laughs) That's French Canadian. We had a. a Give me more. Double pork chop. Double pork it's chop. It's like a rainbow, uh, but like a double rainbow. <laughs> double pork chop. Yeah, there was, we've had a, three double rainbows late this week. Really? Yeah, I've t- ah. and I took photos of every one of them. Charcuterie board? Char- charcuterie. Yeah, All yeah. right, I'm uh, saying it wrong. Uh, salmon was delicious. And then there these potatoes with so much cheese in them, John, we could play hockey with it. I, w- I would call this upscale American. Would you call that? Yeah, that? yeah, I'll go with that. They got some tablecloths on one side of the restaurant, uh-huh. but we're at the bar. Yeah, the party side. The party side, which is actually really cool and very chill. And there's people here in ball caps. There's people here looking a little more fancy. So it's a big mismatch. I'm wearing a tuxedo right now, but you can't tell because we're on the radio. <laughs> it's a tuxedo shirt. Yeah. A shirt with a tuxedo on it they is also, what you'd be wearing. They also have local beers here, which I like, from yeah, Ivanhoe Brewing. Just around the corner. Yes. And Russell's is actually named after the pineapple plantation or a pinery if you will that used to be here on the lake of on the shores of lake Ivanhoe. that's that's they should grow pineapple again over here they have as soon as you walk in there's a little potted pineapple and it's going it right six my years head. to get a pineapple three. Oh, okay <laughs> isn't it three it's a long time i don't know uh what should you be doing this week john uh what did i do this week oh i i helped feed 500 families this week oh yeah well i work at the orange county sheriff's office uh-huh. as you know brendan uh-huh and on saturday we passed out 500 turkeys and 500 uh side boxes of mashed potatoes wow that's like a turkey genocide it was was a whole thing we had people lined up at 6 a.m okay we gave it out within an hour i think and that's and mostly where were all the families from all over i mean anybody could come in and i mean i wasn't interviewing them as they went through the line but 
If I was not a nice person, uh-huh. I'd be going to all those free turkey giveaways. But you couldn't eat that much turkey. I could just get a big freezer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and just have turkey like every every you month know, of Thanksgiving. Somebody might do that, but whatever. If Good you're gonna them. do that, that's up to you. Yeah, you'll you, get you'll get your cookies one day. <laughs> yeah, well they're getting those two for free. That's <laughs> the cookie driver. You know what I mean. I know, I'm just your come up and I love that. That did you feel good when you're handing I mean, them I was I was shooting video, so I wasn't doing much I was doing my type of work. No, so you didn't hand anything. No, out. I didn't. So you're a big the, liar. The deputies. That's did. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but well, we gave it out. It was really you good. Started the soul thing, saying you're handing out all I the mean, meals. Some people really are in need of of a good meal during Thanksgiving, so we helped out with that. We uh, when I did some work with some families out in Bithlo, they did this. People would give them turkeys, but then some of them didn't have like electricity in their trailers yeah so we had to we did like a little pop-up kitchen takeover oh wow and we helped cook the turkeys for them okay and then sent the meals home it's a good idea them. yeah because sometimes you get these things but the infrastructure isn't in place in their homes for them to take advantage of all and some of those turkeys are big those are big, big birds. turkeys yeah, yeah. Publix um, donated all of them so oh yeah, that's yeah. nice plus dan newland gave some money too well we're gonna talk some s about Publix in a little okay. bit well, <laughs> we'll talk about it. What, what about you? What did you do this week, Brandon? Uh, a couple things. We I'm working with the Winterfest people. That's the Orange County Convention Center is doing their own events right now because they've never had to do their own events before. Yeah, because right? nobody's doing conventions really. Yeah, so they or were trade like shows or any of that stuff. So they're asking their partner, this this uh, convention group, to to put on like a holiday gift market. And it's called Winterfest, and so we're doing a little giveaway with them. You can win tickets to the Winterfest. Just go to our Instagram, at Orlando Bungler, and you can win some tickets. When is this Winterfest? It's uh, in, in December. I want to say December 3rd. Oh, we're yeah, going. We'll, we'll put it on Bungalow. We're actually going. We're going to go. That's where next week's episode is going to be, nice. is checking it out the first day. And okay. it's going to be there all weekend. So we'll let you know if it's cool or not. They're not paying us. I just wanted to help them out because there's been a little bit of a hullabaloo, John. Really? Yeah. They, uh, and this might get me in trouble, but there's a guy. It's the guy that wanted to. Who wants to kill me. Who kill wants to you? chop me up and eat me, which I don't know that for certain, but like, <laughs> but look at me. But you don't, don't know that. <laughs> there's a guy who was putting on a fake Christmas market, alleged fake. I'd say it because I'm getting texts from him. Really? Yeah. He was in the paper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's crazy. He, I read that story. That's the guy you met with. Yeah. Wow. That's the guy I met on the side of a road. Wow. Because he told me he was a developer and he, would, You'll and he anybody. wanted to hire me to be his marketing You'll guy. You'll do anything. Well, he knew exactly what to pitch me. This uh-huh. guy called me up. was like, I got this piece of land over by Disney. I want to do this project and I want you to consult. And it sounded so cool. I was like, sure, I'll meet you on the side <laughs> of the road, strange man. Uh-huh. And he wouldn't tell me his full name. He just said, CJ. Which is his full name. I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. It was written about in the Orlando Sentinel, right? Yeah. Did you read that story? And it turns out. He said like some bad things after Pulse, right? He said he wanted to repeat the Pulse shooting. Yeah. Like basically. Did he know your background? Yeah. He knew who I was. And he's he's catfished me on Instagram. Really? Like the show? Pretending to. Just like the show. (laughs) He he was pretending to be this beefcake muscle man. Uh Uh-huh. And he, he was, showed up. He had a beefcake shirt on. <laughs> well, no, on Instagram he was talking to me like, "Oh, I just love you. You're so great." Blah blah blah, and like kind of flirting with me. And then <laughs> after I had already met him on the side of the road, and then he sent me that photo via text to let me know that that was him. 
that he was talking to me on Instagram. Okay. And now he's texting me all the time about this Christmas market. He was telling people he was doing a Christmas market and charging, trying to charge merchants to set up shop at this event that was never going to happen. No. Right? No, and they so, were going to do it at Factor, right? And now he's stealing our graphics Uh-oh. for this Winterfest and stealing the Winterfest graphics saying that it's his event. So crazy. So when Winterfest approached me that they were just trying to reach locals about this cool event they're doing, but there's this big confusion because there's a crazy guy trying to hijack everything. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. I he wanted to let, murder I want to work with you. He didn't want to murder you. I don't know. He made a joke about me uh, dying out there. When really? We- <laughs> John, so crazy. All these things I shouldn't be talking about because I'm sure he could be listening. Whatever. He sends me texts. Yeah. And his text will be like, it's all in your head, Brendan. Really? And then he'll send me a link like OrlandoChristmasMarket.com. Yeah. He's he's going to eat your brains. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> so that's another reason why we don't give away the location of my home. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do that all the time. Don't, you tell <laughs> people where Soto. I am. No, it is in Soto. Um, so that's one thing I'm dealing with this okay. week. And then the other is... Um, it's ho- the daz- It's holidays suddenly. Thanksgiving is just happened. Yeah, it's yesterday. But uh, the tree is installed downtown. Yep, we got the Happy Holidays sign up here on the Lit. OGC building. I went to the opening for that when they turned on that sign because Scotty Campbell, your sometimes replacement on mm-hmm. the show, never replacement. He just never. is on the show. Not emotionally, he's just been on the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he helped get that sign restored ah. when he was the director of Ivanhoe Village. Nice shout out, Scotty Campbell. So we always go every year when they light it up just to make sure it's still happening and uh-huh. celebrate his role, you know? It's good for his ego to see something like that. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll be lit when he's gone. Yeah, you know, because he works at the library, and, and it's like kind of behind the scenes. He doesn't get as much fanfare as he used to get. It's all right. You don't need the fanfare. I think you do a little no, bit. Uh, I need it to yeah, live. Yeah, you need it to I'm live. I'm like Tinkerbell. You know when, yeah. they, when Tinkerbell dies and then you have to clap your hands and say you believe in her? That's, That's I need that to le- to live. Yeah, I am Tinkerbell. And then uh, we went to the Dazzling Knights preview, which is that Lou Gardens takeover. How was that? Uh, super white in the beginning, <laughs> as in like, like it felt like I was at like a very Winter Park church or something. You know, just okay. the singing was interesting, but the the actual installation. Really cool, okay. breathtaking. Even I made a quick little reel. Is that that's going on right now? Right now, December first it starts. All right, this week through January something. Great, yeah, yeah, or December third to January third, and uh, yeah. So that's been the week. It's been You've crazy. Been busy You've touring been all those Christmas murdered things and uh, getting to see Christmas lights. Yeah, just and I don't know what should I. T- I I'll probably be talking to a cop about it. You know, I should yeah. probably call in case I do get chewed up. Nobody will know about all these things. It's yeah. true. Well, Multiple we have proof phone now. numbers we have proof too. Now. Yeah, y'all. If y'all listening, if I die, it's because this guy ate me. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up. I should. I knew something was up because we showed. I knew we joked about. He it. showed up with a fork and a spoon and a knife. <laughs> and he's licking his lips, yeah. asking for Chianti. <laughs> he, he showed up and he was wearing Birkenstocks with socks. And, and well, it's Florida, so that that's not that. But we were place. supposed to be walking around. And some natural wilderness, you know, like looking at some palmetto and stuff. Like you would never walk around in Birkenstocks where there's snakes and stuff. Like you can't just. <laughs> and I told him, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, no, I slept out here once. It's totally cool. <laughs> it's just like, None of this was a red flag to you. <laughs> it was all. But I was so interested in the possibility 
of that project. Oh my gosh. And then when I got there, it was a really pretty piece of property, but I don't even know if he actually owns the property now. I need to show you all the emails I get every day at work about people that are Going stabbed missing. and shot, missing. Yeah. And- he made a joke when we were in the Palmetto, John, and he was, and I thought he was talking about snakes, but he was like, do you... I hope you told your friends where you're going. I hope you told somebody where you're going because oh you gosh. die out here. That's oh what he my said. Gosh. And I was like, oh, I'm not afraid of snakes. I got my boots on. Brendan, these <laughs> are the stories I see at work. And I say, God, that guy kind of sounds like he deserved it. <laughs> I guess I was asking for it. And you should have seen what I would. I, I was wearing my Sasquatch uh, brigade outfit, like looking for looking for big feet. Like I oh. looked cute. I looked like I was trying to be like, like I was in like a ranger, forest ranger drag. You know, so I was asking. For I'm it. glad you're alive, Brendan. Me too. Me too. Let's talk about. Well, since we're talking about wilderness, did you see that unusual steel monument they found out in Utah? Kind of. I saw the photo. Wait, who put this thing there? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So it's this 12 foot silver monolith that was discovered in this remote Red Rock Canyons uh, in Utah by helicopter. Somebody the, put it there. It's like an arch project, well, right? Yeah, it's that or like Aliens. Martians, uh-huh. right? And they're saying it doesn't matter who it is. It's still illegal to put stuff in a national park. Ah. So I guess they're going to remove sure it. I'm sure it's some sort of art installation that's probably been there for 10 years. And now it finally got discovered. And I know it's not an Orlando thing, but John, what would you do if you saw that? I would worship it like a monkey. Yeah, like you're like supposed to. Like in 2001. Throw a stick at it yeah. and see if it bounces off. And yeah. uh-huh. What would you do? <laughs> um I don't know, because I'm seeing this. I just shared it on my personal Instagram. There's a photo of the the rangers who discovered it, and they're standing on each other's shoulders mm-hmm. trying to see if there's anything on top, you know? Like, oh, I don't know what's on top. And it's just so inquisitive and curious, and I don't know if I would touch it either. Did they say what it was made out of? No, just no, metal, just polished metal. metal, you know, very fancy. You can see your face in it. Um, who knows? Who knows, Aliens. John? Future, future Americans. Would you touch it? Would you be scared? Yeah, I would touch it. I would touch it, too. Yeah. Just to see if I got transported back like Sassanac uh, from Outlander. Oh. Yeah, like if the if the product is me time traveling back in time to hang out with hot men in kilts, then heck yes, I'll touch the monolith. <laughs> is the, right? Like, come on. <laughs> Where are the monoliths now? <laughs> Send me back to Jamie. I'm sure you've touched a few monoliths in your, your time. Hey, <laughs> I got the crabs to prove it. Uh, single member voting in Winter Park. We didn't get to talk about this last we week. We didn't. We meant to talk about it And last I want week. you to talk about it, John, because so you know more I'll about it. I'll give you the little bit of a rundown. So in the city well, of Winter I sip Park, on my they, pineapple I don't live in Winter Park, but from my understanding, their commissioners are elected at large, which means the whole county votes, or the whole city votes for... All their representatives, correct? Communists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But this happens. In, this isn't totally unheard of, but it happens in certain cities. Not in Orlando. Orlando has districts. Right. So District 5, where Regina Hill, Commissioner Hill is, she represents a certain district in the city of Orlando. District 5. Yes. In Winter Park, not like that. And so because of that, and it hasn't been like that for a long, long, long time. I think a long time. And, and maybe think, it's always been like that in the city yeah. of Winter Park. And so because of that, certain parts of Winter Park, which are, I would say, more heavily minority and, and probably more heavily black, uh-huh. aren't aren't represented. represented they've, never had a, they've never had a black council person. In 130 years, I think it yeah. is. Which is crazy because in, in Hannibal Square, which is west of the tracks, used to be its own independent municipality uh-huh. right and then it was kind of absorbed into winter park yes advice. and so because of that a lot of times when you don't have districts the 
the, the issues in your district are maybe different than the issues in another district. And so yeah. in Winter Park, they don't really have somebody in, in, we'll say, Hannibal Square that maybe represents the people that live there. Representational democracy. And so they wanted to put something. I, I think they just wanted to put something on the ballot to vote on it. Yeah. To say, let's next time we vote For on For 2021. This, yeah. Next time we vote. Let's vote to see if we can have district commissioners. And so it went up for a vote in the city council. And they had, and, and there's five commissioners. Yeah, there's five right? commissioners. And it ended up being a 2-2 tie because one of the commissioners, uh, Who Commissioner was Weaver. Famously for it. Uh, decided he was sick that day. I, I won't say decided. I don't know if he was sick or. But you just, said it. He skipped. He skipped. He, he didn't go to the, no, no, no. He said he had. I'll say that. He said he had a migraine. He didn't go to the meeting. Didn't go to the meeting and didn't do it virtually. Yeah, like another council didn't member go to the did. meeting and didn't vote, and because he didn't vote, it was two two, and it didn't pass. Right, and because and to get it into the March twenty twenty one ballot, they had to have approved just it at to that vote meeting. on. This isn't they're not saying we're going to make it this way. Yeah. It, it would have went to the people of Winter Park to, to vote, vote on. on, and it won't now even be voted on or no. moved to that. And which come on, I think that's. Gar- I, I mean, I don't live in Winter Park, so like it's not my fight, I guess. Yeah. But like, I do think that's garbage. There's a petition circulating. This took years and years just yeah. for them to vote about them voting to put it on yeah. the ballot. Let people vote on. I mean, I get it. If you're against it, fine. If the people who live yeah. in Winter Park are against it, fine. Unacceptable. But at least let them decide. And as your city grows, and Winter Parkers, if you're listening, I apologize. Your city's growing. Oh yeah, and it's changing. Oh yeah, and so you need to acknowledge that. And a great way even, to do that is to have and not even changing districts. Brandon. Obviously, they've had people, uh, uh, minorities, and people of color that have lived in Winter Park for a long, long, long time. Yes. So it's it, generational it's families who have lived in Hannibal Square longer than some of the people yes. that have lived in maybe these fancy houses, which is traditionally a. a snowbird community yeah you know people yeah, yeah. would come down from the north so now they, they they this didn't get voted on so now it didn't pass and now i don't know what the future is on that um the woman there's a petition the, the woman who who led it barbara, barbara chandler chandler um she runs the hannibal square heritage and center she ran for council last time and she didn't she lost however i was telling my wife this because um her and barbara know each other i said this is i think if barbara I should call. I don't know her that well, but I'm calling her Barbara. If <laughs> Barbara keeps up on this for the next two years, and like this is my issue, I think she can win election, win an election there, even if it's an at-large. I think one. she could be mayor. I, I, you know, well, I, you might you might need to take some baby steps and at least be on the council first. Maybe not, yeah. but I do think if if and, and it's going to take a lot of time and effort and maybe some money. But if she says, "Look, this is my issue. I, I want to run on this." And and gets her name out there like that. I do think she'll get a lot of backing. Well, I wish I her hope luck. She does. I think she's great. I, I've worked with her in the past. I used to work for the city of Winter Park, and I did a lot with her. I've met uh, her a few Barbara. times. She's a very nice woman. Nobody uh, carries that community more in their heart than Barbara. So. Yeah, and I, I do think maybe last time when she ran, maybe she didn't have as much name recognition or as much money. I know she and the, had as much money as everybody east else. Of, east of Hannibal Square, no. But if, like I said, if she sticks with this issue yeah. and makes it her sort of thing that this is why I'm running right. and does it for a year and a half or whenever the next election is, I think she can win. Apparently she just needs to be, you know, against uh, development for things like that to happen <laughs> in one park. And, <laughs> and we'll get into that in the second half. Uh, we tease you about the public's thing. We don't have much time, but we can talk about it a little bit. There's a family of a dead 
Publix employee yes. who's suing Publix for wrongful death. If I, if I read this right, this is in South Florida. Yes. So the man, he worked but at a deli. But it's like an Orlando, Lakeland-based company. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, they're Florida-based. Yeah, yeah. And they're, I think they're the largest private, besides Disney maybe, but they're one of the largest privately owned companies in Florida. Yes. So anyway. Third or something, yeah. So the story is there's a man in South Florida in his 70s. I think he worked in the deli counter at a Publix, and this was back in March. Where Publix at the time wasn't letting their people wear face masks, their employees. Yeah, and he wanted to and wear he one. He wanted to. And they said no. And one of his coworkers was sick. And, and presenting. Out, yeah, had ish, had, was coughing, whatever. And this gentleman, according to the lawsuit, he got COVID and died. And, and yeah. now his family's like, because you weren't going to let him wear a mask and other employees, my father, grandfather has passed away. And they're suing for it, and, but and they're only asking for thirty thousand dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, because they don't they don't want to take them to the to the cleaners. They're just like Publix. Yeah, I mean, which says a lot, kind of about the family. They're just like we just want to cover like expenses. I'll be um, honest, like if that was my loved one, I would. I mean, I'm not saying you need they to have, sue for five hundred million dollars. That is a case. That is a case. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it and happened. Maybe, and he knew. And he acts. He he worked for that with that employee for two days before he then started to show symptoms, yeah. and then uh, was quarantined on the second. Was in the hospital a couple of days later, and then died later in the month. So it was like this month long process. Just so sad. It'll be interesting. Like that, it might be a hard one to prove. Like yeah. you know, is it? Did he get COVID from that employee? Who we don't knows? Know. Maybe he got it somewhere else. We got to go so. to break, John. When we All come right. back from break, I'm going to tell you about Morse Museum being mad at me and uh, at a you. bunch of new restaurants. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Eatonville Children's Book Club will be chatting online about Hello Universe by Erin and Trotta Kelly on December 2nd. This club can help you establish regular reading routines. Let's Crochet Mini Holiday Stockings is a confident beginner level online class on December 4th. You'll create a fun mini holiday stocking that makes a great gift card holder. Get help with your job hunt on December 4th. Search and Apply for Jobs is an online class that will familiarize you with job search websites and commonly asked job application questions. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. This is Brendan O'Connor, and I'm here with Derek Janney from Janney Roofing. Hey, guys. Janney Roofing is a family-founded and family-operated company built on the principles of honesty, quality, integrity, and generosity. Our family has long been a part of the cultural fabric of Orlando, and we've done extensive work with local churches and nonprofit organizations. We are Orlando Roofers, who take as much pride in our work as we do our last name. Today, I make the following promise to you. When you choose Jenny Roofing for your roofing needs, I'll personally guarantee your 100% satisfaction and see to it that all of your expectations are met and exceeded. If you're anything but overjoyed with our service, contact me and I'll make it right. Every roof represents a family and we know the value of family. That's why our passion is keeping Central Florida covered. We can't wait to work together and I'm sure you're excited to work with the last roofing contractor you'll ever need. 
Thanks for choosing us. Welcome back to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com, your source for hyperlocal news. And Brendan, we are hanging out at Russell's on Lake Ivanhoe tonight in the Ivanhoe Village. And it is so good. So I, fancy. I love it. I'm in that like post-coital, just ate a huge meal kind of a mode. You well, know? don't get too relaxed because we got another half of a show to do. We got lots to do. Lots to talk yeah. about. We what had were, a pork chop. We had... We had salmon and tuna. Double and pork chop. We had tuna. Pork react. I think you said salmon earlier. Oh, I thought it was t- oh. No, tuna. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's fish. Yeah, delicious. It's very good. With that, like, Bernays and then the, the, the potatoes, which are, like, the cheesiest potatoes I've ever had in my life. So good. Delicious. This is the place you'd want to take a date, maybe. Yeah, but you can also just kind of swing in and hang out at the bar. Totally. And get one of these pineapple old fashions, which I'll tell you what. That's my new drink. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going right. to eat a little pineapple or no. You're going to order one at another place, and they're going to be like, we don't make it. Then you're going to be like, I'm going to go I'm to going Russell's. They, this is a brulee, like a creme brulee, like a brulee pineapple. <laughs> I piece. thought that was a brand of Kool-Aid, like an odd oh, brand of Kool-Aid. <laughs> you just you don't know, you don't know like what's up. like a beer Kool-Aid. Oh, so good. I'm like crunching it into the microphone. Um, What were we talking about before the break? I, I, I had some tea to share. Uh, I don't even remember. We were talking about you trying to get kidnapped and murdered. I wasn't trying. Somebody was trying <laughs> to do that with me. Uh, well, we could just hop into things. Ivanhoe Park Brewing is now partnering with Brew Hub, the people downtown, oh. to uh, make their four core beers. Joyland so, IPA, Toboggan Blondale, Bungalow Belgium. And I had some of their beers here tonight yeah. at uh, Russell's. So now they're going to be making it off-site, which expands what they're going to be able to do. They have a great distributorship deal with... Uh, I think it's City Beverages. So that means I can get it at other bars and restaurants around yeah. Central Florida? And Yes. And, and by making more off-site, now they're going to be able to expand the reach and they'll be able to go even further, maybe even out of state. So they're nice. really smart about that kind That's of great. stuff. That's great. Great deal for them. Love to see more. Love to see Orlando, Orlando beers product. I want to see Orlando product everywhere. Speaking uh, of Orlando products, I'm selling my book still. Are you? 100 Things to Do in Orlando Before You Die. Which, you know, you don't have much time, guys. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> get that That's book. true. And get to checking off yeah. that list. If you want one, I'm selling them online. Go to johnbustegger.com. Uh, we've been giving them out at Bingo. Great. Uh-huh. Great. Which, I'm going to do a book signing here in December here in Ivanhoe Village. Where? Over at Maffrey's. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, they move spots. We did a show there a few months ago. Yeah. They've moved from their old location, which was in Ivanhoe, over next to the Hammer Lamb now. Yeah, it's so cute. It's bigger. We're doing something with them. It's like an initiative with local retail. Cool. And they're calling it Light Up Orlando. And if you want, if you'll be able to tour local shops and some restaurants that are doing window displays, do a little selfie, go to these spots, but also shop local. Yeah. And then we've made an interactive map that we're going to be releasing, hopefully by the time this airs. They sell a bunch of local good handcrafted stuff. and uh, It's things that have like a social benefit usually. like And my book, which has no social benefit. <laughs> social benefit. That Except for me. Benefits buy, me. <laughs> helps you buy cereal. December 19th. I'm going to be there signing books. Well, you better send me the Facebook I event will. page so I we will. can put it up. Okay. Okay. Cadence. The the super fancy omakase sushi yes, restaurant. Never been, ever. I, I can't afford it. I went there. Oh, I can't talk about that on air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're opening a Filipino restaurant over in Dandelion Cafe. I think I can safely say, to my knowledge, I've never had Filipino food. 
Ever? I don't think so. Oh, John, if we weren't already booked up for the next three weeks, I'd be bringing it to Taglish because the owner of that is so wonderful. Yeah. Michael Calantes. He's the guy that's doing the that Soseki Sushi pop-up that I got okay. to try out a Where's couple Taglish weeks ago. Where's Taglish at again? It's in the um, uh, it's West Colonial in that Asian oh, supermarket. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's okay. it called? Something Crossings. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, delicious. And so these guys, Cadence, they're opening, they're taking up the old Dandelion Cafe space in Mills 50, and it's going to be called Kaya. And Fayez wrote about it first. Over at the Weekly. Over at the Orlando Weekly. (laughs) Good job, Fayez. (laughs) And uh, it's based on a pop-up that the Cadence people did when they were still Capo over at East End Market. Yes. Should be fun. I wrote about, I did write about that when they had that little convenience store. Oh, wait, that was a different place. No, it was them. Okay. They did like a five-seat sushi restaurant. Yeah, And then they transitioned it into a little like convenience store. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I love. I can't remember the name of it. Capo. Capo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I wrote, yeah, I wrote yeah. about them, and I went and shot a video. It's like you're not listening or something. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I just want to talk. <laughs> just here to talk. Not I'm listen. excited. I mean, I would love to go have Filipino food. I, don't, I just don't think I've ever... Let me take you. Sometimes they do it on, like, it. banana leaves. Okay. That's like a thing. Is it, like, rice and... Yeah. Okay. And other things. All right. Yeah, we'll try I'm, it out. I'm happy to go. Uh, Chicken Fire Food Truck is opening a brick and mortar. This is... Over in Colonial Town. I haven't been there yet either. There, uh, People cannot stop talking about this place. I know. Kwame is the owner, uh, and his food truck became very popular during the pandemic and during the Black Lives Matter movement when it really hit stride here in Orlando. Uh, he is a black business owner, but also super nice and just wonderful, and his food's delicious. Uh-huh. And so he makes people, Nashville hot chicken or just hot chicken? Yeah, Nashville. I think it's Nashville hot chicken. It's like fried chicken, but it's super spicy. It's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, he does He does a good job. Is it like on a sandwich? Yeah. Okay. I think he does a bucket too, but I might have made right. that up. Um, that's, he's taking over the space in the old Fratello's Pizza space. I had space. to look it up. I saw the address. I was like, where is that place? It's next to a place called Orlando Electronics where I've taken oh. my stereo equipment before. <laughs> they fix vacuum cleaners. They, they, I'm sure they fix everything. Yeah, they Right across the street from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, by iFresh. <laughs> Every time I say that, I have to spit. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm a I'm a homo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't feed my kind there. They feed you. Yeah, take my money. <laughs> they just donate to <laughs> causes that don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> they'll bad. take your money. Yeah, they will gladly so they can <laughs> donate it to somebody else. Uh, chicken fire food drug. They they right next to iFresh too. Yeah, yeah, Colonial Town. Get some eels. So watch that. He's saying they'll be open in December. Really? Which is crazy turnaround. That's like. Sunday. <laughs> yes. Slap a mural up on the wall and call it Let's a day, go. I guess. Yeah, good for them. Maybe he's just going to park his truck inside the building. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you do that? I don't think so. Why? Well, I, well maybe you could. In a warehouse? Like just a get garage? a warehouse? Or like a gymnasium? Just drive just call it a restaurant? Into the building? Yeah, your food truck? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. You just be like, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. I'm a restaurant. <laughs> Uh, Market on Magnolia closed this week. I know. I saw that. So sad. That is because they've been been a a number of things at that spot. Yeah. Um, Frankenstein's. Frankenstein's team owner, Pete Downing. Uh Uh-huh. And so he also owns DeKine Poke. Yeah. And they're also the operating partners over at Wally's right now. And they were one of the restaurants inside Market on Magnolia, DeKine Poke. Yes. Also a hot dog. I love their Poke Bowl. And um, the pizza place. 
They had all kinds of stuff in there, but I mean, I think I saw what you had written, Brendan, on bungalower.com is that his lease was up and he's like, I'm just, I'm there's not going to go forward with here this. Is he saying it's, there's no office workers downtown has been hit hard by people. I was working downtown remote. today, but it was a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. See anybody out there not, walking well, the streets? Well, some people, but not people that look like they mm. were working during the day. <laughs> huh? No. <laughs> Is that a homeless joke? No. no. <laughs> I was at the library, to be fair, too. Oh, <laughs> Which they're not letting people linger in the They library, let me you know? in. Well, because I just I just lied to him. Yeah. No, I was there to get CDs, and I told him I was buying. Say, I'm here to look at kids. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here in the kids section. In the kids section, I just like young adult novels. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read those hard books. (laughs) Gross. I I apologize. I didn't didn't mean any of that. No, I was there to get some compact discs for. uh, I bet you were for for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay. Some holiday music. Okay. But anyway, I was downtown. There weren't a ton of people going back to my Oh, because you're always going. illegally taking music I'm not off the illegally CDs. Taking it. You're, you're like downloading. You don't the music. know what I do with I my do. music. You're taking out CDs for the library, and Which then I, I listen and to then them. you're ripping all the music off. I'm not ripping and it off. Adding it I'm to your to it. comprehensive digital archive. Psh, whatever. Are you not? I, I am. I am not <laughs> denying that, or I'm not <laughs> affirming that. Do you have the thing where you can do that from albums, vinyl? Uh, it's it. You can't. You have to do that in real time, which oh. means that you have to listen to the thing for. Oh, you don't want to. Not listen that to I them. know how. I thought to you just said you're listening to them. A, <laughs> on my Apple iTunes. What a classic. Anyway, guy. so they're closing down. Market um, on Magnolia closing. Very sad. Already closed. We don't know what's going to go in that space. I would, um, if I was a restaurant, I probably wouldn't like, open out on a limb right now. So like, okay. Would like, you? No, and that unless you know that there's some certain guarantees, right? And and the. Uh, you can't have barriers to entry and, and a barrier downtown is parking. And if you're dependent, they said their lunches and happy hours is what kept them open for so long. Okay. Right. But lunches and happy hours without downtown offices being filled. Yeah. Don't happen. No. So where are you making your money? Nowhere. Right? Nowhere. Which is why so Four Rivers closer location downtown. They're not hemorrhaging money, but he made a decision. Doesn't make sense. I'm sure he sure looked we'll through the numbers and said, "I can make more money here in Winter Park, where people yeah. are coming nope. to get food." Just repurpose. I, in, even after they invested, what did I say last? Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand dollars. But I mean, to them, that's an expense, and I'm sure there's tax write off. I mean, that, that's real money. But I hope they get the equipment. I'm and sure stuff there's too. Still, yeah. I'm they sure they'll take some back, stuff right? back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the cost of doing business. Craziness. What do you think about this Under Eye project? Did we talk about this last? We week? did. Yeah. No. I mean. I think when it originally came out, like this is mostly what ago, it is. It's the pro- it's the park project they're going to put underneath the interstate. I downtown. had some concerns about like exhaust fuel hanging out underneath a an overpass, right? Like, I mean, am I even now to, that it's raised up a little bit? I mean, the the I'm sure I'm sure. I mean, once again, I'm sure it'll be really cool, and I'm, I'm I'll visit it and all that. But if I'm going to go play basketball somewhere, am I going to go play underneath where? There's <laughs> hundreds of cars above me, and I'm I'm sucking in diesel fuel. Yeah, don't do that. Or would I go to a park that's away from there? Anyway, I just shared I shared a roundup of <laughs> I'm things. To, I'm, I'm like poo pooing this. Project well, I asked yet. you for it. that's why I want to know. But but like I'm, I'm sure I'll be there at, when they open it because I'm sure it'll be a cool thing. <laughs> uh, it could be right, and so I I came up with a list of things that I'd like to see happen. <laughs> what do you want in the park? Dancers, dancers, drag queens. Yeah, no, I want to see like play areas, oh. you know, for kids. Yeah. I want to see because like if the for if downtown is to grow, it has to be more child friendly. I agree, and more family no, I friendly. Agree. And I know that's been on a a wish list for the downtown Orlando 
people forever. Because there's that like one jungle gym at Lake Eola. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not and at all. You need. You could put a dog park in there, right? But this park is really going to be acting as a membrane. This. Uh, place where people can flow between Paramore and downtown, which has been traditionally very cut off from mm-hmm. each other. And so if you're going to build this park, it could be really bringing these things together. And what better way to do that than to be giving amenities for people like families. I agree. And, uh, and make it very bike friendly, very skateboard friendly. Yeah. So remember that Henderson hotel project we were talking about in winter park? No, but I like the Henderson Hotel because I feel like Harry and the Hendersons. You know, I like a Bigfoot. Uh, it's all about the it's a hotel that's proposed for the property behind Hillstone. I do remember this on Lake Killarney. Yeah, I feel like that's like an Irish thing. Killarney. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Anyway, right? Emerald they build Waters, a, a haunted Emerald hotel. Waters of Lake Killarney. <laughs> they want to build some sort of shining hotel over there. They do, and it's. By the same architect that did Alphonse Inn, so it's like classical kind of Victorian. Uh, Winter Parkers, a lot of them, at least the outspoken minority of Winter Parkers who just hate developments, have been throwing monkey poop at people that about park, it. That Winter Park, right? That's like not that's Winter real park. Winter Park. It's as far as they're I, concerned, I mean, it is in the city limits, but yeah. I feel like the people like who live close out of to control. Park Avenue, no, it's, would it's not too consider much. That part, Winter Park. As far as they're concerned, development is out of control. Out of control. Two tall buildings are taking over the skyline. Uh, you know, that like, they'll never see from their million dollar mansion. Like, come on. And it's a beautiful hotel. Uh-huh. Traffic. Nobody had any. Those people didn't have any problem when they were building their multi-million dollar houses. Yeah, right? As long as I can build my house. <laughs> yeah, you can't build for anything. five boats. You anyway. can't put a hotel Although, there. I mean, I... I, I I am curious about a hotel in that neighborhood. It just seems like a big project for... It's a hotel up the street over at Ravidage where New Standard is. And it okay. Well. This is like a more star, like a fancier hotel. They were supposed to build a minor league baseball stadium over there by the New Standard like uh, years ago. It all it fell through, happen. though. Well, this, the vote... The Winter Park Planning Department was supposed to have a zoning hearing scheduled for December 1st, but they're postponing it now until after the holidays. Ah. So they're, excuse me, going to have to wait a little bit longer. Sorry, I just burped. We just had a break to have some bread pudding. It was amazing. You'll see the photos on uh, Instagram. With like a bourbon caramel sauce uh-huh. and that homemade vanilla. What did she say? Vanilla? It was just vanilla ice, ice cream. cream. Mm-hmm. But like the best ice cream I've had. Very good. And I'm lactose intolerant. so You don't care. No, I weighed that and I said, worth <laughs> it. Uh, Brightline, did you hear about this? Yeah, so this is the train that is in Miami uh-huh. coming coming up towards Orlando, making its Eventually, way. Eventually, they say we'll have uh, they'll hit the Orlando International Airport by like twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, but they mm. want to have a stop at Disney now. Yeah, Disney which is Springs, which is great. So yeah. you'll be able to take like a higher speed rail from the international or any airport rail. <laughs> <laughs> from the Not international- a monorail. No. To to the parks, yeah, to Disney and Springs. vice versa. People that are coming to Orlando yeah. go to Disney, and hey, now we can go down to Miami on a train. We'll be able to go, you know, via Brightline. I think I that's think pretty it's a great cool. idea. I do too. We don't know what the timeline is for that. It's going to be after 2022, what about after the they finish the link. What was the talk on sharing tracks with? That's that's what delays it is because they have to talk to Amtrak and you know freight people and who gets what when. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so weird because nobody wants to build new tracks because that's crazy expensive. Yes, so they want very expensive. Yeah, 
But that's great because I think that the next stop is possibly Tampa then, right? Uh, One yes, day. yes. Way in the future. Yeah. But if you could connect Tampa to Orlando to Miami Girl, via train. if I could take a higher speed train from Gasparilla to <laughs> Miami in the same weekend, like, yeah. I will be drunk and in a costume for the whole weekend. Doesn't <laughs> and then maybe up to Jacksonville. Nobody wants to go to Jacksonville. No, nobody wants to go there. We're just going to do this. <laughs> but maybe one day we'll have one that goes all the way to New Orleans oh. across the Gulf. That'd be nice. Yeah, right. I think so, too. Uh-huh. Uh, the city is granting 18A permits again. What is that? And so those are for special events. Oh. Like if you're going to do something in the street. So or... wait, that, actually, I have a question for you, Brendan. Okay. So the, doctor, the Dr. Phillips Center is starting to roll out this festival they're calling not it. talking about it i know you but we got a front so yard festival front yard festival they're getting a bunch of musical acts and and things to do great outside. idea i wonder where they got the probably idea probably brendan o'connor i wonder where here's they got my it. question yeah they're calling it a festival uh-huh why why are they calling it a festival a six branding festival branding really? yeah yeah i thought it was a permitting thing so it's like, part of it. Are they are they individual concerts or if they make it one big festival? No, they're gonna get they'll get they'll probably get <clears throat> I'm sure it's permitting. It's easier to get permitting and for insurance one for one festival, big event. Yeah. Which is six months long and a yeah. bunch of different events. One thing. One time okay. fee, right? Yeah. All right. I'm sure. That's my question. Because mm-hmm. I saw that it was this festival, but to me it just seemed like a bunch of shows. <laughs> It's a bunch of other shows. Yeah. Six months. Mm -hmm. Marketing. Uh, I think it's mostly marketing. All right. But anything you wanted to see? No, I'm not talking about Front Yard Festival. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm mad at them. Okay. You're mad at them. Yeah. I came to them with that idea. They wanted to work with us. And now they're not working with us, and they're working with all the people that we you recommended. Set up your own competing festival yeah. across the street, and I'll call it the Backyard Festival. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a bunch of like metal bands playing and hardcore. Well, bands. I had that idea for a New Year's event, uh-huh. and I want to call it Dumpster Fire. Yeah, yeah you and it's like post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. and I think that'd be so fun. Did right, I talk about that already? We won't talk about any of these things. Well, the city's. <laughs> We just talked about all of it. The city is granting those permits again, and they've been holding off on them uh, because they didn't want people to be gathering, right? But the issue is it's not just filing an online form and getting a permit. You have to now go through, like, there's some huge hoops you have to jump through. You have to do a health safety plan for your event and proving you're thinking about things. And so uh, Graffiti Junction was going to do a big New Year's event in Thornton Park and close down the street. And the I was hearing from all these businesses because they were like, we're going to close out of protests and we don't want anything to do with it. And their ah. graffiti junctions like, who cares? We can do whatever we want. And we'll just close the street and have a big party. Uh, but they didn't get a permit. And the city was like, you don't have a life safety plan. You, you, you're not going to unless you give us all this paperwork. You don't get the permit. Did you see that photo going on? It was in South Florida of that bar that was open where just like nobody's wearing a mask. There's <laughs> hundreds of people there. Not surprised. Yeah. People yeah. just are past that. Yeah. And in and, and the story, they just said they young people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took a little offense to that, though. Well, I mean, did you see the everybody's talking about the flights? They're showing maps now showing like all the airplanes flying in and out of Florida and People Everybody's traveling in? for Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not just a Even though the, thing. the state, you know, the government told us, you know, stay home and uh, just eat a turkey sandwich. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing. Right? I'm not going to Alphon in. <laughs> but I'm not flying to go sit with a bunch of people. No. Around a table. Anyway. Uh, what else do we got? We need more things. 18A permits. 
which is so boring. Uh, Tupperware is hosting a pop-up at Florida Mall. I saw this. So Tupperware, one of the only like Fortune 500 companies in Central Florida, one of a few, based in... Huge. Huge company. Yeah. I got an email from them once for calling just plastic containers Tupperware. Oh, no. And they were like, oh, no, no. that's copyrighted. Nope, you copyright. can't do that. Nope. And I was like, I'm new. I don't know. So their headquarters <laughs> is kind of, it's in down Orange Blossom Trail, way down Orange Blossom Trail. And they have a shop in their headquarters. I don't think it's open. It might not be right now, but it was like two years they ago. They traditionally been there. work through people who sell the Tupperware for them. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't really do stores. But they have a store in their headquarters. But that's the only one, I think. No, it is. And so, but now their their new thing is that they're going to be doing pop-ups. So they're going to be uh, selling through other retail shops. You got any they, actual they want a store presence. Stuff? No. I do. It's really good stuff. Lasts forever. We wrote about the home. There was a home here. Oh, uh, yeah, in my neighborhood. Yeah, Brownie Wise's home. Beautiful home. Yeah. With a cool mural. She was one of the founders of... of she helped sort of... I don't think she was a founder, but she kind of got the word out and made Tupperware what it is today. When I wrote about that home, Tupperware shared it because they oh, were so excited about nice. it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think... supposed like to make too. a movie with Sandra Bullock. It didn't happen. I don't think it's oh, happened. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking about those events, though, oh, you see half marathons coming. Yes. We don't got much time. Okay. So tell me about... Hurry. As fast as you would run it's, a marathon, tell me this story, <laughs> Brendan. I would never run a marathon, <laughs> so who knows? It's the 34th... It's an annual event, and they do... I think it's the 44th and they they're going to be running. It's the first in-person run that's happened during the pandemic. Oh, and they're going to max that out at 2,500 people. That's a lot of people. And they're trying. They have a whole bunch of rules. You know, they're going to stagger Don't it breathe. Out things. Don't breathe around <laughs> each other. Uh, I'm just very surprised it's happening. I am, too. And it's happening on December 5th, downtown Orlando. Uh, $95 to run. That's normal. I guess you have to wear a mask the whole time. I but that's who's going to do that? I wouldn't. So twenty five hundred people. I mean, I run most days. I'll, I'm, I'm I'm bragging a little bit here. Yeah. I don't run marathons, but I'm su- I feel like if it's between running a marathon with a bunch of people or just going out and running thirteen miles and being safe, I might just go run thirteen. They miles. got a permit, and they got a permit. Yeah, and like the fact that they got a permit from the city. Because apparently they, they jump through those hoops we're talking about. Though? Could they be That's like, what they're okay. trying to do. They're going to stagger it out. You 10 go. You 10 go. You 10 go. But there's still going to be a staging area for people just mingling and waiting around. Yeah. Uh, on the routes, you're still running. You're going to bottleneck with people. Like you're not, you shouldn't be breathing within six feet. That, I mean, you forget it, all that when you're running. Is it a lot different than going to an Orlando City soccer game? Aren't you crowding when you're going to the bathroom still and go- getting beers? I don't think so. No? I went to the soccer game. I and saw it was some photos of people waiting in line. They're not six feet apart. That's crazy. I waited. They were <laughs> usually not, pretty I'm not good. Trying to, I'm not trying to poo-poo. Once I think again, they I were really poo-poo. good. The soccer game was really good. There yeah. were attendants telling you if you got too close, telling you okay. if you didn't have your mask on because you lingered after you drank your beer. Like In, in okay. general, I was pretty impressed okay. with how it went down the soccer game. Hopefully, this will happen there, too. We're out of time, John. We are. Uh, tons of events happening this weekend. Go check out our event section at bungalore.com. And uh, be safe and wash your hands, everybody. And come to Russell's and get some pork chops oh, and man. fish. And Even if it's just for a pineapple old-fashioned and that bread pudding. Yeah. So good. And yeah, the yeah. coffee was delicious, it, too. It was all very good. Thanks, Russell's. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.